Thank you for joining us for this week's sermon podcast from the First United Methodist Church of Parable. Friends, as we turn our hearts towards the scriptures this morning, our New Testament lesson comes from Acts chapter 1, verses 16 through 14. I invite you to hear these words as they're read aloud. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? And he replied, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and all of Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood there by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This is Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven. He will come again the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered into the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. And Peter and John and James and Andrew and Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas son of James. All these were consistently devoting themselves to prayer together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. Our gospel lesson today comes from the gospel according to John chapter 17, 1 through 11. I invite you to hear these words. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up into heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I have come from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. May God bless bless our reading of the Holy Scriptures this morning and all God's people said, Amen. Will you join me in a moment of prayer? Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, we ask that you illumine the sacred passages we read this morning, that our minds may be open to receive your words, our hearts taught to love your words, and our wills strengthened to obey your words, that we may grow as witnesses of your grace through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Uh, the first slide is going to be the mountains. should be the next slide. Maybe. 
Nope. Okay. Pitcher Mountains, right? Uh, funny thing, we got a text this morning about 7, and Dane, Dane said, you know, I'm, I'm sick. He really is sick, and he said, um, here's some sermon notes. You got this. Uh, and so I told, <laughs> I told the 8 o'clock uh, worship hour, I said, you know how this is your first time hearing the sermon? It's mine too. <laughs> Uh, this is not my first time. This is my second time here in the sermon. So uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll go get through this. Y'all uh, think with me, picture with me, trees in the forefront, mountains behind that, and larger mountains in the back. Um, I spent the past couple of days hiking in uh, the Rocky Mountains. I've never I've driven through there, but never really taken the time to actually experience the beauty of the nature there. And I was just in awe. You would drive around a curve and the mountains would just open up. And it was to the point where the, mount, the big mountains in the back, um, they had that, what looked like snow on top of the mountains. But it wasn't snow. It was so cold that the clouds had frozen in the trees and just had this white brush paint across the treetops. And I was just so in awe of it. Now, this was a very quick trip. We had Wednesday night service. I got in the car and I drove to a Pigeon Forge. And then I hiked Thursday and Friday and drove back last night. Now, the drive there and back is about seven hours. And so my, my trajectory was to leave pretty early yesterday and get back, you know, not too late. Um, I got back probably about midnight this morning. And the reason I did is because I fell so in love with, with that area. I wanted to experience a little bit more. And so one of the last places I stopped was a state park. And they had these things. Um, do y'all have a picture of the passports back there? I can't see you. No. Okay, I'm getting negative. All right. So they have these little things called park passports. Are you familiar with this? Have y'all seen this? So if you haven't, uh, they're national park passports, uh, they're regional park passports, they're state park passports, and it's little booklets that look like a passport, and you can flip through them and see these different parks. And the the thing is, is that you can go to the park, and they have a stamp that has the date on it, and you can do an ink stamp, and they have special stamps that look like post-it stamps. And I've never been a collector of any kind. You know, I like to spend my times out and walking and hunting and fixing, you know, vehicles and motorcycle riding. But I became a stamp nerd two days ago. I thought, this is the coolest thing on earth. And so I thought, well, I'll get a couple. And I ended up Googling on a map uh, how many state parks I would pass on the way back. And so I made it to Rock Island, Burgess Falls, and Cumberland Mountain um, on the way back. Now, those are off 40 um, quite a bit. And so what was a seven-hour drive turned into about a 13-hour uh, drive. But the thing was, I was, I was invested. I, this, is, this is something new. This was something I really wanted to experience. And so I took the time to invest in this new thing in a mighty, mighty way. We live in a fast-paced society. There's, there's, there's no um, disagreeing with that, right? Um, we have ways that we can get something. We don't have to go to the store. We can go to our phones and go through Amazon, push a button, and it's here hopefully in two days, right, if you've got the prime. We can order our groceries on time, and they tell us when we can pick it up, and so we can make it in our route home. We don't have to go inside the store and, and, and shop around for items. We even, well, I'll just be honest, I even get impatient or impatient in a fast food line. Has anybody ever done that before? We, we really live into a fast-track society. But the, but the fact of the matter is, not everything is fast-tracked. Not everything is fast-tracked. In fact, there's a great quote from Frederick uh, Nitschke. Y'all have that one up there? 
Aha, Frederick Nitschke, the, uh, the essential thing, okay, I'll just say the essential thing in heaven and earth yeah, is that there should be a long obedience in the same direction. There should be a long obedience in the same direction. There thereby results and has always resulted in the long run, something which has made life worth living. Something that's the long run is something that has made life worth living. We can think about some of our own experiences in our own life, things that aren't always on the fast track. We can think about our relations with other people, relations such as marriage or parenting or or best friends. I've heard this phrase, and I think it's great. I love you more today, but not as much as tomorrow. I love you more today, but not as much as tomorrow. Or I fell in love with you, now I'm falling deeper in love with you. Of course, that's on the relational aspect, and you can think about best friends. When somebody says, we are BFF, that we have been best friends forever, and we're going to continue to be best friends forever. We can even think about those relationships between parents and children, parents and children, how they grow over time. I I always get tickled at my mom. Uh, No matter how old I am, when I go and visit my mom, it doesn't matter how old I am, how many gray hairs I have on my head or, or in my beard. Um, she always asks me these things before I leave. Do you have your keys? Do you have your wallet? Do you want some leftovers? Drive safe. Call me when you get home. Nearly 40 years old, but mom will always be mom. And as our lives grow and, and as we grow um, uh, older, our relationships grow with one another they deepen, and we get an, a, new, um, a new feeling, a new experience of this wonderful thing in the relationship. We can think about other things in our lives that take time to grow. We can think about our own careers, whether we are self-employed or if we work for the corporate sense, that we had went through education of some sort, apprenticeship of some sort, we have gone through management training and we continue to grow, or if we're self-employed, that we have gained that customer base, right, and we've had that longevity with those customers, and by word of mouth, perhaps businesses grow. These things take time. We can think about hobbies and sports. How many of y'all play sports of some sort? Yeah. How many of y'all were really good at the sports when you started? I remember watching my little nephew's uh, t-ball game, and you know they were just so excited. They'd, they'd hit the ball uh, with the bat, and they run the opposite way, right? Well, now they're doing jumping jacks and push-ups, and they know which way to run, and they're, not, they're doing uh, pitching at like age six. It's crazy. It's crazy. But over time, they, they put some investment in their hobbies, what they're doing, and they grow in their engagement. We can even think about things like, like cooking. Um, I recently learned how to make several layered biscuits, several layered biscuits. The first time I tried to make it by my own, you could hammer a nail into a, a thing of wood with those biscuits. But over time, I learned what a little bit of this and a little bit of that actually meant, right? And so I began to be a little bit better. And so there, there are goals in which we, we are invested in, in some that take many, many years as we make a commitment to learning and to growing and developing those experiences. And that is an investment in a commitment, an investment in a commitment. But what does all this have to do with faith? Eugene Peterson offers this quote, and I think it's wonderful. It is not difficult in such a world, our world, to give a person an interest in the message of the gospel. It is terrifically difficult to sustain the interests. Millions of people in our culture make decisions for Christ, but there is dreadful attract, uh, uh, 
traction rate that, that many claim to have been born again, but the evidence of a mature Christian discipleship is slim. In our own culture, uh, anything, even the good news about God, can be sold if it's packaged freshly. But when it loses its novelty, it goes in the garbage heap. There's a great market for religious experience in our world. There's little enthusiasm for the patient acquisition of virtue. I love that line. Little inclination to sign up for a long apprenticeship in which, which early generations of Christians called holiness. Holiness. Okay. Um, Christian discipleship has been our, our theme for the past few weeks for our series, and we, we've looked at several different things in which we've made a vow to. Uh, those were prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. Prayers, presence, gifts, services, and witness. Of course, before we look at that screen, if you think about discipleship, it's not this something quick that happens, right? It's not that fast food restaurant. It's not the app in which we press a button, and then we are fully faithful, and we experiencing holiness, right? Rather, faithfulness is a long journey. It's a very long journey to experience the, the wonderful growth that we have in Christ, the wonderful growth that we have in our relationship with God, and the ministry that God has before us. It's not a magical moment with Jesus, but it's a steady commitment to the ways of the church, and the church has done this across decades. When you become a member of the church here, we ask you, will you support Paragold First United Methodist Church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Witness. Witness is a wonderful biblical word, and it's rooted in the book of Acts in which the story of the church begins and spreads. Earlier, um, they said, they, somebody asked Jesus, is it the time when you restore the kingdom of Israel? He said, it's not your time to know that, but know this, know this, that you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, to the ends of the earth. Of course, this is when the apostles began to do wonders and preach the good news of Jesus Christ locally, locally. And those who they encounter and heard the good news of Jesus Christ received the Holy Spirit. They knew that there was something new, that something wonderful that was offered to them. And they who have heard the witness of the apostles accepted that. And they were sent out to tell others. We're told that households came back. Some were told and households came back to hear what, what God was doing among the people. Of course, that extends out through the ministry of Paul. We talked about in the scripture where it says, Jesus says, you're going to go to the ends of the earth. Paul had in his vision to go to the very ends of the earth, or what we know as Spain. If you studied Paul, you know that Paul didn't make a straight trip to it. He didn't put it in the GPS and just hit the road going. No, he took detours. He did several trips back to Jerusalem over and over again. And while he was doing that, he was establishing churches and engaging in ministry with others and telling others the good news about Jesus Christ. And when he did, they received the Holy Spirit. And then they told others, developing churches and spreading the good news and of course, what Jesus is telling the apostles here is that you're going to be given the power of the Holy Spirit. You're going to go and be a witness of me. You're going to go and be a witness of me and what I am doing for reconciling the world back to God. And this is the last thing that they hear. This is very, very important. Of course, that was the beginning church, so how does that apply to us today? As baptized disciples of Jesus... And as members of Paragol First United Methodist Church, these are the things that we say that we will commit to do. We're going to pray regularly. 
We're going to be present in our worship and in other ministries. We're going to support with our gifts, both generally and to the other things that we have that God has put before us in our ministry. And we're going to be engaged in service, not just beyond the walls of the church, but inside the walls as well. The really neat thing about that is that when these things come together, when we're engaged in our prayers and our presence and our gifts and our service, witness is just automatically a part of that. Witness just becomes a part of that. So we don't have to think about, do I really need to go and do a journey like Paul and start creating churches and, and preaching in the, in, the, in the midst of chaos? What, is that what I'm supposed to do? Well, yes, but also, if you pray, if you're present, and if you're engaged in your gifts and your services within the church and outside the church, you're already doing that. One of the, the best quotes I've ever heard was somebody said, I heard the best sermon the other day. I heard the best sermon the other day, and they didn't say a word. If we live a life that's shaped like Jesus, to live as Jesus did, to love others and to share God's love with others, to be engaged in our faith practices, we're already witnesses. But it's not something that we set aside or we don't focus on. That's not to say we don't focus on doing that. But rather, it's something that kind of like that trip I took, it's something that we need to look at the opportunities around us. How can we engage in this wonderful thing called the gospel? How can we bear witness of the gospel in whatever we have before us? And so today, um, you have it with you in your packets a little roadmap, a little roadmap. And as you can see, it's all leading to one direction. There are different areas in this little roadmap. It has... It has uh, one that says baptized disciple, a beginning disciple, a growing disciple, an intentional disciple. Friends, we, we are all on different areas in our own discipleship experience. Our discipleship experience, again, is not something that's quick, but we are engaged and involved in God's grace. God's grace was present before we even knew it was there. God's grace draws us closer to God, and God's grace calls us to, go, to grow in God's love and to bear witnesses. And so as God's grace surrounds the etern eternities, we are find ourselves somewhere in our own faith discipleship trajectory. So this morning, there's going to be an opportunity. We're going to say blessings over these cards, and we want you to take a look at each area. Think about where you are in your own discipleship path, where you are in your own discipleship math, or map, and maybe look at some areas that you can divert to and check out. Maybe some areas that you want to grow into this wonderful thing called the faith experience. So for the first section, I'm a baptized disciple. I'm familiar with church, but you, you've never been baptized. You would like to be baptized soon. If you check that, we'll reach out to you and kind of talk to you what that means. Beginning disciple, I am baptized disciple. I'm a church member, and I'm deciding for the first time to commit to following Jesus through my prayers, my presence, my gifts, my service, and my witness. That just means like, yeah, I'm baptized. I'm a member of the church, and, but I want to consider and I want to pray about, I want to be mindful about how I might grow in these areas. Perhaps you're the next level. I'm a baptized disciple and a church member, and, and I already do these things, but I renew my commitment to be faithful in the coming year, and I'll strive to grow in these areas. I love this. Um, when I was a manager and we did uh, reviews to, for hiring, um, I never gave 100% or excellent, right? 
because there's always room for growth. This is true in our own spiritual lives, right? There's always room for growth in our spiritual lives. And so think about, pray about, discern what might be an area this year that you want to focus on, your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, or your witness. And perhaps you're in this final category, intentional disciple. I am baptized disciple and a church member, and I regularly practice my faith this year, and yet I still hope to further growth, further growth, always room for growth in my prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. We normally have a stewardship series around this time, so we're not really doing that this year. This is a discipleship um, series, right? This is a discipleship series. So we want to be intentional this year about where we are as disciples of Jesus Christ and how we put that into action. And so I invite you to put your address, your name and address on the back of that. These are little postcards. Pray about it. Check which area you want us to pray about with you, which areas you want to grow in. That lets us know how to resource everyone. And then uh, after we say our prayer during the last song, we're going to ask you to come place it on the altar. Be prayerful, be mindful, how I want to draw closer to God, how I want to live into this thing called faith, and place it on the altar. We're going to pray over these. The staff is, the prayer team is. Of course, mostly all this is confidential. And then we're going to send these back to you about halfway through the year, just so you can have a check. Where am I? Have I grown? Do I still need to grow some more? So as we think about the road that's before us, I, I encourage you to not take the short route, to experience the unique areas around faith, and to engage uh, in this thing called discipleship. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, I, we thank you that you have called us yours, that you have empowered us to do this wonderful thing, to share the good news of your love throughout this world, that you've entrusted that to us, and that you call us to do that. God, as we consider these cards this morning, as we think about our own faith experience, where we might be, we ask that your Holy Spirit lead and guide us to recognize those areas and to lead us to new areas that we might grow deeper in our relationship with you, that we may bear witness to this world, that others might come to know Jesus, not just here in Paragold or Arkansas, but across this world in Christ's holy name. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about First United Methodist Church by going to our website at www.fumcparagold.org. May God bless you this week.